Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is Alicia Purdy, a candidate for mayor on the Republican line in the city of Albany. And Alicia is here to talk about the debate that happened last night, the mayoral debate. So, Alicia, overall, were you happy with the results? I was. Thank you for having me today, Cynthia. It's lovely to speak with you again. I was happy with the results. I didn't know what to expect going in, for sure. Um, and and I wasn't sure how, um, if it would be something that was potentially contentious or heavily one-sided. But I have to say, um, Zachary Simpson of, of Canada, he put on a, he did a great job in the NAACP and the League of Women Voters. I felt it was um, even-handed. I thought the questions were representative of issues in Albany. I saw some comments mm-hmm. on social media where people were saying things like, like to stop asking stupid questions about the parks when we're being shot at with bullets. And of course okay. I understand that. And we all agree that crime is the biggest issue in the city of Albany, but, um, and while that certainly needs tackling, there are, there are a lot of other issues that, um, that actually plague people that are less deadly that are still ongoing and they, and they're worth mentioning. And so I thought it was, I thought it was well done. I I was happy at the end of the night um, when I walked away and I thought, okay, I felt, I felt uh, Susan did a great job as a moderator and a couple, Mm a couple pushbacks, but it wasn't just to me. There were other, other candidates she did push back on as well. Um, So I I didn't feel, I didn't feel it was, um, I didn't feel it was a negative experience at all. In fact, quite the opposite. I thought it was great. So did you learn a lot about about your opponents during the two-hour debate? No. <laughs> I didn't learn anything. I don't think I already knew. <laughs> um, um, you know, I've, I've heard Valerie speak before. She's, she's put up some videos mm-hmm. that I've, I've viewed, and I was very aware of where she was coming from and had a have pretty clear picture of how she would present herself and the things that she would mm-hmm. say. Um, and, and no different with uh, Kathy Sheehan either. I, I, nothing that she said was a surprise. A lot of relying on um, her interactions with mayors at the national level, a lot of relying on what other cities are doing, um, a heavy reliance on the last year of COVID being um, the, the the major difficulty, uh, also the reason she flopped back into saying she was going to run again when she promised that she wouldn't. Um, she did address mm-hmm. that last night with a little bit a little bit of egg on her face there. But um, you know, I no, I wasn't surprised at all. She she really heavily touted. Uh, it was like a big press release the entire time with a lot of things that that were almost laughable because they're so out of touch and untrue. Um, didn't get a lot of time to address that. Although I did, I did address those things and say. It, you keep saying it's working. Obviously, it's not working or we wouldn't be here. Um, and you had more than just this last year. You've been in power for two terms, and, and we've, we're still having these problems. Forget COVID. Um, it was interesting. It was interesting, but I was not surprised. No, nothing surprised me last night. 
You know, I was looking through my Facebook page before I signed on to talk to you, and a uh, dyed-in-the-wool Democrat, this on Facebook, um, talking about you, Alice Purdy, the Republican who oh, works as a reporter. I get called Alice a lot, Cynthia. <laughs> what? I get called Alice a lot. I'm sorry, Alicia. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Alicia Purdy, the Republican who works as a reporter for a Christian publication, spent the entire debate alternately smirking, bobbing her head, and disrespectfully making faces while the other candidates spoke. But we did learn that she is, that she does not want to take anybody's guns away, is firmly opposed to critical race theory without explaining what she meant, and is opposed to the concept of equality and is an anti-vaxxer. What do you say? You know, I, I, in, in the city of Albany, I would say that might be a predominant mindset. What do you say to that? Well, I say that I'm not surprised to hear any of that. It just shows that she um, has a difficult time with verbal um, comprehension when people are talking because I never said anything against anti-vax. In fact, very clearly I said my children attend Albany Public Schools and are vaccinated. So I, I maybe she has some kind of, you know, um, mind and ear disability that I'm not aware of. So I don't, I don't really know what her mental status is. But I will tell you um, what I was ve- – I absolutely – do not ascribe to critical race theory. However, I had 90 seconds to explain my answer, and it really wasn't a critical race theory platform. So if she would like to have me in, we can have a longer discussion. I embrace and invite that. I was extremely clear about equity versus equality. I made that fundamentally clear in my 90 seconds I had to answer. So it really sounds like this woman is, like you said, dyed in the wool. She's entrenched. It's, it's a mindset. And there are certain people, she's just not, she's just not my crowd, and I'm okay with that. Um, when when you have people that, that just can't be told or they come at it and they're so locked into something, um, mentally speaking, it's not my job to sit here and break through people's mental strongholds. I presented myself, in a, as I always will, very authentically, very honestly, and there are always going to be people who are going to twist our words. I, they asked me a very pointed question about the LGBTQ community, and I was extremely clear about my inherent value of all life, that life should be dignified, it should be respected. It should be protected. And people should have equality under the law and the Constitution. But I did draw a line between equity and equality because equity is a buzzword, and I will not let people back me into a corner with a political word like equity. That's a political word. Equality is a protected, uh, a protected right under the Constitution, and you can take it to court. You can argue it before court. You could win in court um, if you are not being treated equally under the law. There's more work to be done in that area, but there can be more work. Um, equity is a political, one-sided, agendized buzzword, and I, I reject people trying to put that word on me and act like I'm a bad person 
because at the end of the day, they want me to agree and with their group think. And I'm not going to do it, Cynthia. One of the things that I bring to the table as a new mayor is that I am not easily backed into a corner. And I don't buy that rhetoric. So like I said, I, I really don't know. Maybe she has a hard time receiving um, information you know, verbally. Some people are like that with learners, but she clearly didn't understand or wasn't paying attention. She's probably maybe you know eating popcorn or something or yelling at her kids. I don't know. Hmm. So, um, you have you ever met uh, Kathy Sheen face to face? Oh yes, several times. <laughs> I was at a neighborhood cleanup uh, over in Ward 11, and I was dressed in some clothes to to pick up garbage. I was there to pick up garbage in my community, and um, Kathy Sheen showed up, and she was wearing um, heels and a dress, and she took a picture. And that's, that's what she does. And I was wearing my mayor badge. So I walked up to her and I said, hello, Kathy. My name's Alicia Purdy. I'm running for mayor in the city of Albany. And she just looked kind of at me with a real quick glance. I went, uh-huh, yeah, great. And then she turned around and ignored me. So what I did was I turned around and took a selfie with her in the background and said, smile. Oh, wow. And then I posted it wow. on social media. And you had never met um... – Valerie before, right? Now, Valerie, I have not met in person. Um, she had put out a note on Facebook that essentially said she's really only open to doing Zoom meetings. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the day may come. The day may come that I do meet her. But I, at this point, um, it's not my priority to walk around and meet um, to meet other candidates. My priority is to meet the people of Albany and, and get myself to them. Um, because those are the people that, that I want to reach, you know, when it comes election time. So uh, right now I'm just staying in my lane, and um, they are staying in theirs, and I have no problem with that. Now, how long have you lived in Albany? So I've lived in Albany. I moved into the city um, after I returned from college, moved over into Madison Ave. Um, so that would be 2000, 2001, somewhere in that area, um, my, our family okay. Um, acquired a house in the city of Albany. And so I bounced around. Um, I went to, um, so after graduate school, so yeah, about 2001. Um, and that's, uh, those are the years I taught at the College of St. Rose. I worked for a little while in the New York State Assembly and the press corps for a little news service that was there. And um, yeah, so I've, I bounced around a little bit, but we, we moved into the city, um, yes, yeah, like the end of 2001. So a Democratic stronghold. Does not surprise you? Oh, not not even a little bit. So we've had a hundred years of Democrats um, in in rule in the city of Albany, and we were talking last night on this forum about term limits. And I said this city has a history of legacy mayors. That's a problem. Do you know what that is? That really is. Um, that's that's the kings and queens of old. This is ridiculous. That that in our city we're really ruled. We're not led, and that's – I'm actually a fan. I was saying last night I'm a fan of term limits, and ironically, Kathy said she was a fan of term limits. I said I would say three terms would be fair to get things accomplished, and then you need to move along. Um, and she said, oh, I, I, I know that I said two, and I, I just, the city needs leadership going forward with COVID. I was like, okay, we're going to turn this into a drinking game. How many times are you going to use COVID as an excuse? But anyway, so um, the problem with the entrenched Democrat – mindset really is a it's a group think and <laughs> group think is a is a problem in, in the world today but 
what happens is you get, like I, I've said this before, and I'll, I'm just going to continue to say it, even Republicans um, are, are culturally entrapped a lot of times into this groupthink. Now, they don't necessarily think like Democrats. They don't have that entrenched um, party lineism to them. Um, but what they do have is they have a sense that it can never change, and they struggle to see a Republican candidate, somebody on their, you know, presumably on their own team, um, as any kind of top contender or, or viable winner, because they also believe that the group think that the Democrats will always be in power and that will never change. And I'm here to say not only is that a load of garbage, but if we can break through the Republican mindset about um, the leadership in the city of Albany, there will be other people that will follow suit. And that's part of the battle is, is convincing Republicans you've been set free. You don't have to think like them. Um, I'm a very anti-establishment thinker in a lot of things, and not in a contrary um, anarchist way, but I question everything. I always have. That's my nature. And so I always want to, I'm always pushing back against something. And really, democracy, the Democrat Party in the city of Albany is injustice. It's, it's turned us into um, a plantation economy where we're, we're all sharecroppers here in the city of Albany, dutifully turning over um, our pittance to the master. And they use it how they see fit, and they continue to tighten the chokehold. I mean, this, is, this, is, this has been done since the dawn of man. A ruling party comes in, and they take everybody's money, and they demand, they demand abject obedience. And here we are in the city of Albany, and yet it's the, the sharecroppers or the slaves themselves who are saying, oh, no, we don't, we don't stand out against master. No, no. And uh, I'm, here, I'm here to say, all right, let's go to war over it then. That's me. Uh. Now, you, you used the word think about, you know, the mindset of Republicans. Would you say think is the proper word? Because when you're following the leader, you're not really thinking, right, Alicia? Can you uh, ask me that one more time? I'm not sure what you're asking. Okay. You used the word think. Uh, Republicans think that there's no chance of them um winning office in the city of Albany. Do you really want to use the word think? Because um, they're not thinking. They're just following the leader. And when you follow the leader, you're not thinking, right? Do you follow my Well, that depends. that depends. In the military, we have people who follow their leaders, and, and they've, they've got to be able to think. However, just like these types of leaderships that we have, um, there are certain groups where they try to break your ability to think. They try to – there are and, – and actually in some, certain ways the military is this way where you have a structure in place. Sometimes you have to follow your leader in order to survive. Well, actually, we, I, I think we can relate that in, in to the city of Albany. I can't tell you how many people I talk to. They walk up to me when I'm wearing my badge, and they say, oh, you're running for mayor. Oh, I'm a Democrat, uh, but really I'm a Republican. Oh, my goodness. That, that to me is a travesty. Now, I can't judge that. I understand people have careers and they have lives and they have things they want to do with their life, and the toll that they have to pay is they have to um, shut up and get in line. And, and people understand that really is an unspoken culture here in the city of Albany that you'll never go anywhere if you're not a registered Democrat. Now, I don't think that, that me winning as mayor is going to necessarily um, flip that on its head overnight. However, I think it will break through. It will open people's eyes to, to show them you are, you are an individual. You are an autonomous person. You are entitled to think what you want. Yeah, maybe, maybe there are consequences to that. But for too long, the, the nation, um, the state of New York, and certainly the city of Albany, 
um, has been um, downtrodden to the, and demoralized to the point where, where people are terrified to think for themselves. And that's really one of the first things you want to do when you're a dictator. And we can look at um, Hitler as in a very common example. The first thing you want to do is you want to control um, and change the narrative, control how people think and how they speak. And um, one of the things you, you hear in the city of Albany is that people, it's always been done this way. This is what my parents, my parents were Democrats, et cetera. Um, no, I, I'm here to say absolutely not. You know, I've traveled the world, Cynthia, and I have seen, I've been to actual Africa, and I've been into the Philippines where people really struggle culturally um, because they have not only single party rule, they have, they have, there are dictatorships and there are high costs, including your life for standing out. Um, so one of the beauties of, of being a citizen of the United States of America is we are entitled to think however we want and to express those thoughts um, under the Constitution and the First Amendment. But what happens is people cave way too often to emotional pressure, to fiscal pressure, to social pressure. I do not. Um, I'm not saying that the pressure isn't there because it is there. I am pressured on every front, Cynthia. I'm largely ignored by um, conservative media in the area or dismissed or overlooked. Um, I'm largely, uh, I, people have come alongside me to try to control me and tell me how I should behave. This is not what a Republican would do. This is not what a Christian would do. This, Cynthia, I am pressured hard on every side, but I'm not accountable to other people's pressure. I have a vision for the city of Albany. Um, I consider myself accountable to the, the needs of the people, and part of that involves listening to those needs and getting myself in front of people, whether or not I agree with their worldview. Um, I'm that I've been misrepresented. I'm misquoted, as you saw with this died in the wool person. Um, this is part of it. This is part of it. And a lot of people are afraid of that. Um, and social pressure is real. Peer pressure on the adult level is still alive and well. It's just more sophisticated and harder to spot. But it's there. Um, but I'll tell you what, I overcame my fear of peer pressure in high school when I realized I was always going to be different. And once I was able to embrace that, um, I moved on with my life and just owned it. After the primary, there'll be you, the Democrat, and possibly Greg Adela. Are you looking forward to many more debates? I am. I think it's important um, that people see, first of all, know who their candidates are, know who they're going to be voting for. And... Um, you know, some people can't see past the word Republican, just like other people can't see past the word Democrat. And um, one, and I, I have been guilty of that actually in the past when I, it, when I was in my younger years, when I wasn't really paying attention and I just wanted to exercise my right to vote and I didn't know, so I just voted on party lines. I have been guilty about that many years ago um, in my early 20s. But when you start to pay attention to the human being factor, what you have to realize is that, first of all, policies policies are very telling um, of, of the, the nature of a candidate however, and their mindset and their worldview. But, you know, when you have somebody new coming in like me, people, people understand where Kathy's coming from, big development, um, party liner, uh, leaning toward extremist protest culture, and, and, and she really majors in the minors with the kind of people she prioritizes in the city of Albany. She's not really even-handed with making sure that everyone has a voice. She's lifting voices. Um, on one side of the equation, but also stuffing voices on the other side. It's really not, there's no equality or even equity if you want to bring it up there. Um, in fact, that actually, that is what that is. That is equity, is shoving down certain voices in order to elevate other ones. And again, it's just an arbitrary shifting sand kind of word. But, um, you know, when we've got 
people that you don't really know their character. People don't know Greg's character. They don't know Alicia's character um, or their worldview. Yes, you should put these people in a room together and put a little, put a little heat on them and, and get them to answer. Will you like what they have to say? No. But one of the things that I have going for me and people will see, they might not like what I have to say, um, but I will always be honest and I'm always going to shoot straight. I'm not trying to evade anything. I own the words that I speak. Um, I'm not here on a PR campaign. I'm, I'm very genuine with what I bring to the table in Albany. And I'm, certainly I'm confident that I'm the best candidate that's out there. Um, but people, it's funny when people start to have to make a decision, all of a sudden they want change. They want, you know, whatever the buzzword is, transformation. They want something different. They want lower crime. So what they've had already they, they, they're fully aware of what they're getting with 100 years of single-party rule, Democrat rule in the city of Albany. They're fully aware of what Mayor Sheehan has to bring to the table, and they've rejected it. She's like the most hated woman in Albany right now. But now I step up, and people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing with all these new ideas? This is a crazy idea. You, you want to you wanna, fund the police more so they're a better, well-rounded force to protect us? How dare you say you hate black people? This kind of stuff happens to me all the time. Um, it's funny how people all of a sudden realize it's better the devil you know than the devil you don't know. And I'm like, well, why are we even talking about the devil? I'm here to step in and say, fresh eyes, great perspective, a people's mayor. Here are things that I would do differently. I'm really succinct and well-spoken, and people are clutching their pearls and screaming. I, I actually think it's funny, but it just shows um, – it's, it's actually sad at the same time, and it shows that this, this is the real battleground is the hearts of, and minds of, of people who are – um, entrenched and entrapped and and cannot see it's like it's like uh i'll tell you a quick story a story of this um my dad was in jamaica when we were kids we were in jamaica and they had a goat and it's 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 um hooves were all tied together and it was in the back of a truck and it was being taken to the slaughter and the goat bumps out of the back of the truck lays on the ground guy comes over with a machete chops the chops the um the restraints off of the goat and the goat still lays there with its hands it was just uh, with its hooves together because they chained in its mind in its mind, it was being brought to the slaughter, and that's all it would ever be was somebody else's dinner. That's a problem, and that's what I'm up against in the city of Albany. I'm here to say I, you know, I'm kind of set free, put power back into the hands of people to listen and take action, and, and people don't know what to do with it. They literally don't know what to do with it, so they lay there um, on the ground like they're the eternal victim, and they, they can't even see that somebody has come to help them out, empower them, and, yes, set them free. You know, there used to be a mindset in Albany not too far back where if you were not born and raised in Albany, you were not welcome to run for office. Now that's changed. And Kathy Sheehan's not from Albany. Uh, Valerie's not from Albany. And I really don't know exactly where you have come from. But with Kathy Sheehan, she has embraced the, um, the, the dogma, hook, line, and sinker. Um, what do you think that is? So let me just address, it does come up. People, people have said to me, your past is shrouded in mystery. I'm like, it's not shrouded and you're hysterical. But I was 
raised in Greene County, just the county that borders Albany County. I was raised in a little town called Greenville, and that's where I graduated high school. I went to college in Pittsburgh and came home and lived in Albany. I spent a few years in Utah to address a family situation that we had out there that needed some attention. Um, and then I've been back in the city of Albany. I mean, I've lived most of my life here. And so it's hilarious to me when people, they use it. They actually do. You're, I have been called. I, I was at someone's house, a very wealthy Democrat person. I was invited to their house to meet with them. And I won't expose them any, any more than that, but there are no name in this area. And the, a person in their family comes out, sits in their chair and says to me, are you a carpetbagger? And I said, you know, the current mayor is from Chicago, right? Carpetbagger, at least I'm a New Yorker. And I grew up right here. I grew up doing business, living in the city of Albany. I was like, I said, I take umbrage at your remark that I'm a carpetbagger. And I said, by the way, Greg Adal is from Colony. And, you know, his father has a business here, but he graduated from Colony High. I'm no more a carpetbagger than anybody else. In fact, I'm less of a carpetbagger than your current mayor. I said, so um, you could take a carpetbagger. And um, you can use that against the person that you say you're voting for. Um, anyway, that is still here. That, that, that problem is still here. And um, for, the, for the brief amount of time that I spent in Utah, I have to tell you, Kat, uh, Cynthia, that I, it's the same mindset. It was the same mindset there. It's no different here. I am fully prepared for this. Um, in Utah, you really had to be a Mormon frankly, to be involved in anything, to get a good job. Now, these are not things I'm going to say publicly. You're not going to hear any of this. But it is a known issue in, this, in the state of Utah um, that you have to be Mormon. And that's a, that's a, a religious thing. Um, out here, it's a political thing. You've got to be a Democrat to get a job, any decent job. Um, you've got to be from Albany. Otherwise, you're a carpetbagger, which I find hilarious. Uh, but really, it's just a way to reduce and minimize somebody because it, what people really want when they're what, – what you have to hear, you know, kind of behind the narrative is that they just don't like you, and they're going to do everything they can to take you out. And I reject that. I want nothing to do with that. I'm not a carpetbagger. But I'm not going to sit here and waste my time defending it at the same time. I just laugh and move on with my life. I, I'm not interested in that petty okay. squabbling. Let me clarify that a little bit. Uh, like you said, Kathy's from Chicago. She came here, she went to law school, then she settled down here. But she has embraced the mindset of, of Albany. She's embraced that mindset. Do you think it's real, or she just did that for political purposes? Oh, that, well, that's a difficult question. I, I will I mean, I don't know. I'm not in her head. I just, I, I can only say this. I don't think people change that to that level. I don't think she came in as like a well-intentioned, you know, moderate and then was dragged down the, the, um, you know, radical rabbit hole. No, not at all. I think that people come in to these things who they are and it really reveals who they are uh, rather than um, really changing who they are. I don't really think people change that much. I think that life, um, life proves who people are at their core. And I think her policies have done that. I, I don't think she's changed. Now, again, I don't know the woman. I can only look at what she's done. I, I completely, completely think that all this has done is just revealed something about her rather than changed anything. Okay. So we just have a little time left. And, you know, I, I have neglected in my many shows to invite Kathy Sheehan on Focus on Albany. Um, I would gladly 
interview her, give her as much time as she needs, as many shows as she needs to articulate her vision for the city of Albany for a third term. So, Alicia, um, if somebody wants to get involved in your campaign, wants to help you, fundraise, volunteer, how could they do so? Oh, Cynthia, this campaign has gotten so big, it's, it's, it's impossible to manage. I'm absolutely looking for uh, more volunteers. I've got a lot of great volunteers working with me, but I need more. Come to Alicia Purdy for mayor. So, A-L-I-C-I-A-P-U-R-D-Y for the number four, M-A-Y-O-R.com. There's a contact form there. You can contact me at Alicia at AliciaPurdyForMayor.com. You can send me a private message on Facebook through my mayor page. Um, I This is like a full-time job, and I love it, but definitely if there are people who would like to help and they would like some experience on a campaign, come find me. I will put you in, and you will have something on your resume you can take to your next job, and people will be very impressed. Thank you, Alicia. I look forward to talking with you again. Uh, So you've been listening to Alicia Purdy, the Republican um, candidate for mayor in the city of Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Alicia. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Thank you. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.